0: Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, nestled in the hills of Harrisville, Rhode Island, the epicenter of paranormal activity in the Blackstone Valley, you're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Oh, Hey. Good evening. I can't believe I found my way back here. You did. Back to the- well, I've had you locked in the basement to- for quite some time. To the palatial
1: Eon Project Studios. Palatial. Yes. It's been a while since we've had a show, Jason. Yes. Why is that? Well, I don't find you very attractive, and I don't like being in your presence. You don't find me
0: attractive? No, for a man, I I, I can't speak obje- objectively because I know you. And yes. what if I had a wig and makeup, a and a smooth face and smooth buttocks? You do? Oh, I do. Yes. Oh, okay. Those people can't see it. We don't have a video show. No video. We should have video.
1: We should have a video. We should do that, man. I don't think that people would like to see us. No. So what's uh
0: what's going on? What man? have we been doing? We haven't done we haven't done a show in quite some time. What's I think been, it's been January. What's been happening? Well, you know, we, we've had a lot of comings and goings, and goings and comings. Yep, the and, old uh, in and out, the old in and out. Because I'm here to read the meter, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's just been a it's been a busy time for us. You know, mm-hmm. I've um I've hit some milestones in my life. Yes, I recently um in my professional life. Uh-huh. Cause this is not my only um, job. Oh no, I have another I would job. Hope, I would hope not. And uh, I'm not going to reveal what that is, but I recently <laughs> received a, a much. Um, uh, a much anticipated and a much uh, worked mm-hmm. for um, mm. promotion. Oh, so so you've you've moved out of uh, mopping the uh, the peep show
1: booths to the uh, working the register at the sex
0: store. Uh close, close. Oh. I've recently attained the position of um, head fluffer mm. on the movie set. I see. Oh, speaking of movies, mm. good segue into our topic today. Mm, what's
1: that? Uh, we're going to be talking about movies. Yes, that have. Some sort of cursed element to them. Hmm. Myths and legends, Myths, legends and uh, weird stuff related to movies, and we got a few things we're going to talk about. Speaking of, yes, movies. Hmm. Uh, since our last program, uh, I I happened had had occasion to watch the Batman. Did you hmm. see the Batman? I did see the Batman, the Robert Pattinson yes film. Yes. What did you
0: think of the Batman? Um, I thought it was underwhelming to say the least. Yeah, he didn't really act. And it was very self indulgent, I felt like. What, is that, what does that mean? Well, it was over three hours long. Yes, I, yeah. For no real reason. No. Except
1: it, to be over three hours just long. Just when you thought it was over and you could leave, they mm. just added another, like, plot to it. <clears throat> they did. And uh, you know what I felt like? And I think we had this discussion off air, but I, I felt like whoever, whoever, uh, there we go. I had some static on my mic. Ooh, a little static. Whoever uh, made the film, I, I can't remember the director's name. It was kind of shot like Seven. Mm. It's like dark and rainy. It's very
0: centive, Seven-ish. Seven-ish. The Riddler, I thought, was a cool character. Um, mm. you, don't, you didn't think so? No. I thought the concept was okay, but the actor, it was overacted. Mm. Um, his character was. Um, yep. And they, they took too many things from the movie Seven. They did. Um,
1: yeah. And,
0: and uh, the Batman himself was not good. He was too emo. He was, was very emo. it was, like was a a moody, no Bruce Wayne.
1: No, he was like a moody teenager the whole time. Yeah, he had makeup on, which always struck me as odd because Batman, you know, he had the little eye, the eye cutouts, right? Mm-hmm. He probably did wear makeup because otherwise you would have seen like the the flesh tones. Well, he darkened the eye when he wore the mask. I thought no, like he, in the movie, I think you you know it, it implies that you would have to wear makeup in order for it to look good. Uh huh. I don't know.
0: Anyway, it was okay. I don't know either. It'd be like three out of five. It was disappointing, especially since the movie theater I watched it at, there was supposed to be um, beer being served. Oh. And um, I was disappointed to to learn that the beer was not being served that day because it was a Monday at noontime Mm. and they don't serve beer then. That's that's unconstitutional, I think. It was terrible.
1: Something happened to me on the way over, I want to tell you. What happened? So I was actually driving over Mm. uh, and I saw, I I came to a stoplight in one of the uh, local metropolises around here. Yes. Uh, there's many. And I saw this gentleman walking down the street mm. in the opposite direction. And he was a small Asian man. Oh, prob- Probably around 4'10". Oh, 4'10 in height. Yes. Right? Yes. And he had a very long gray beard, like a gandolphian oh. beard. And he was short and he looked... Look, look,
0: he looked wise. It reminds me of something from from the movie. Um, what's that? What was that movie with Kurt Russell? Big Trouble in Little Big China. Trouble That's exactly China. what I was gonna Big say. Trouble in Little China. Yes, he looked yes. like he was straight out of Big
1: Trouble in Little China. And uh, I yes. thought to myself, this, this man this is can, racist. This man can teach me something, <laughs> something about this man. He exudes wisdom. Oh, and, uh, I, and then I saw him going through a trash can. So oh. then I just kept driving. Well,
0: it. maybe his wisdom, um, uh, you
1: know, is all encompassing. Maybe, but I just I wanted to point this may have been a missed opportunity for
0: Life Wisdom, and I was judge, judgy because he was into the trash. So I want to get your take on this before we get, this is the last uh, segue. <laughs> this is the last stuff that we're... Until we get into the topic okay. at hand. got it. What are your thoughts on this, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So recently, I um, was out looking for um, and, and Googling a specific uh, company that w- would provide a, um, a certain service. Oh, what kind of will. service? Back page? I don't want to get into specifics because it's going to reveal too Ooh. much about me. Interesting. So I found a company that had um, many, many reviews, very good reviews. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them via email. Yep. And I was trying to set up a, an appointment with these people. Okay. What appointment? Like an in-person appointment? Well, hold on. Oh. I'm getting to oh, that. Oh, oh. This is part of the story. Okay. So I reach out to them. I submit a, a form, a request, and they say, okay, we're going to, uh, we want to meet with you. But at this – now, mind you, this has just just happened recently. Okay. At this current time during the pandemic, we are no longer taking in-person requests, and we must have a meeting via Zoom. Okay. Now – A lot of people did that. Now, mind you, this just occurred, number one. And number two, this is a very (laughs) expensive service. Okay. Very expensive. I won't get into how expensive it is and what it's for. I think you're being too vague. I can't judge any of this. Well – My point being is this. They're living... In a 2020 world. Oh. I'm pretty sure that we're pretty much past the pandemic for the most part. Uh, I right? mean, most places, yeah. I mean, you can't really get away with. I mean, you can, go, with... you can go in anywhere. You can go to the airport. You can go yeah. to Home Depot. You can do all these things now. Everybody's... You, and you have been for about a year and a half. Correct. Yeah. But these people think it's important that we still maintain social distancing through, well, the internet. Wh- what's happened is people have
1: gotten used to not working as hard. Yes. And getting away with crap. Yes. And that's. And I know because I'm one of them. But it it's become a lot. You, you can just blame stuff on yes. COVID, like they, yes. slow service, yes, uh, lack of force of planning, Fourskin.
0: lack of foreskins. You can blame it on. But COVID. you're making my point, Mike. Yes, you're making my my point is this. Yes, these people are not fulfilling their obligation as a responsible business owner. Okay, but. It- as a, um, as a consumer, you have the ultimate authority. Yes. To not- and I told them, I said, listen, if you cannot make an exception for me to come in, because this is an important decision, this is an important moment in my life. You're going to get your sex toys made elsewhere. Yes, exactly. I see how it so is. So if you can't sit down with me face to face and discuss these specifics you, of the butt plug that you I really want made, need the, the Assmaster 5000, then I do not want your services. So I, I'm going to reach out and reach around to someone else. Ooh. You so, vote with your wallet. Exactly. And you did. I did. I'm proud of I'm you. I'm not doing these people. You're not doing them? doing the services no. that they offer. Ooh. This whole conversation is tinged. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the topic at hand. Let's get into hand. the topic, topic at it. hand. You, ex- you, you, de- you um, intro it.
1: I'm please. introing it. Intro it. So everybody knows, uh, well, on this show we talk a lot about movies. We like movies. We mm. actually, we're, oh, we're going to be making a movie. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit, I think. Sure. Uh, but everybody loves movies. And we love movies in particular, and we love also strange things and curses and uh, paranormal events and and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. And the movie industry has its fair share of Mm -hmm. these uh, strange things, sometimes appearing on film. Yes. And so, uh, throughout the years, there's been a number of films that have had supposed uh, strange happenings either take place on film or behind the scenes. We're going
0: to talk about some of those today. Correct. Yeah. So, what, what do you got? So the the reason that this topic came to the forefront and came to uh, be something that we wanted to talk about today is it it I was listening to a um uh, another uh, podcast and I won't I won't uh, reveal what it was because I don't want to give them any props well, because we need all the props that we No, give. and you know what, His, well, here's a here's a good time to say that if you are a podcaster mm. and you're
1: listening to this show uh, and someone reaches out to you from another show, you should be nice to them and
0: not ignore them like a lot of people ignore us. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. So I heard this Podcast. It was a movie-based uh, podcast as well, and somebody brought up a, um, an interesting topic that was re- is related to what we're going to be talking about today. And they said, hey, this so-and-so happened during this movie. Okay. And the reason I'm being vague is because I want to talk about it here specifically. Okay. And it triggered in my brain. I said, you know what? I know that to not be true. I know it's an interesting story. And it may, or actually, let me preface this by saying it may or may not be true. Okay. So let's let's delve into it. Let's. So the first movie I'm going to talk about, and the legend and the myth and the urban legend that goes along with it, is a movie called The Wizard of Oz. Ooh, The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Do you remember the movie, It's Mike? traditionally played uh, on Thanksgiving night, right? Well, they used to play it once a year. Yeah. Um, and this is what my, my childhood memories were, mm-hmm. um, because we didn't have things on demand as we do now no. when I was a kid. Wouldn't that have been great?
1: Mm. You could on demand like GI Joe and Transformers. Oh and man, that would have been so. Mask, nice. remember Mask?
0: I loved Mask. It was great. Loved not, it. not the not uh, the Rocky Dennis. not the Rocky Dennis story, but no. the other one. No, but anyway, Sam Elliott was in that movie, so <laughs> he's wonderful. So, The Wizard of Oz was a movie that came out in 1939, and it played once a year for. Uh, when we were kids, it would play on, on network Thanksgiving, it, network it television. Played. I don't know the date, but yeah, maybe that was true. It's, it still is, I think. and it was a, it was a, um, it was a, it was a important movie in in the early movie making days because it blended uh, black and white movie. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember how it first started, the first yes. portion of the movie was in. That's black when and I white. usually fall asleep in the black and white part. Um, and it was not. The first color movie, but it was the first mainstream big production color uh, film that was made. In Technicolor? It was Technicolor. Ooh. That's correct. There yes, you go, Technicolor. And there was a certain point where the movie, when she went over the rainbow, yeah. and everything became very clear and very uh, colorful. I feel like there's some sort of sexual
1: innuendo in that whole thing. Really? In the over the rainbow, and you, oh, interesting. you, you become color
0: and, and vibrance and life. I never thought of it. I thought and of I always that thought way. that J- Judy Garland was cute. You know, in that movie, she was was, but apparently, so they, apparently, there were a lot of strange shenanigans that happened on the Ooh, set, shenaniganry. But anyway, before we get into all of that, mm-hmm. so the myth, the legend, the the thought of this strange thing that happened in this movie. Well, there were a lot of strange things. Um, okay. Apparently, so the we all know that there were munchkins involved here, like the donuts. No, like the little people. Oh. So, the, the, apparently, the Munchkins were wreaking havoc all over the place. The Munchkins? On this movie. Were wreaking havoc. There was a, b- a lot of drunken shenanigans. Dude, if I was a Munchkin, I would be drunk all the time. They said that the Munchkins were always drunk. They yeah. were in random places, and closets, having <laughs> uh, sex acts <laughs> uh, upon each other. Wow. They had to wrangle them with their nets and things to get them, like, <laughs> doing what they were supposed to be doing. So it's true, it's true. So one of the famous scenes where uh, Dorothy uh, is is with the Tin Man. Do you remember the Tin Man? I do. And the Scarecrow. He had an oil can on top of his head, or an oil. Uh, the the, oil the Tin Man funnel. needed an oil can to get moving. No, he had an oil funnel. He did for a head. Ton, yes, for a, a, head. Funnel, yeah. a funnel, a funnel. He did a funnel. So they were they were uh, dancing down the Yellow Brick Road as they were. Mm-hmm. This is before the Cowardly Lion and one of the scenes. And far off into the distance, mm. you see a strange thing, uh, which if you watch the movie, you probably will never notice this because it's in the backdrop and it's a shadowy figure mm-hmm. and they just march off and they sing off into the distance. Okay. It wasn't until the VHS copies started to come out back in the the 80s yep. that people started to really uh, deep dive this thing and they could see something in the background. And as you look at it, and I... I, I in preparation for the show today, I went back and looked at it again mm-hmm. uh, via YouTube because you can see it. Supposedly, there is a munchkin that has decided to end his life. Oh. In in course of suicide is nothing that you should scoff at or Whoa. laugh at. Oh. But apparently, there's a munchkin that uh, a munchkin munchkin. Munchkin. munchkin, munchkin, who hung himself on the set in Whoa. the middle of the scene, and you can see him hanging from a tree, dangling in the background. That's the story. That's the story. And in in I didn't want to believe this story. Right. But I went ahead and I looked at it very closely with my own eye. Uh-huh. And if this is you have one good eye. And this is the the power of suggestion. If you think that that's what you're seeing, that's what you're seeing. Really? It really looks like somebody is is right. hanging there and swinging in the background.
1: Here here's my first thought because yes. I don't know any I mean I've heard this story but I've never actually looked at it. Yes. If that was true, mm. You think they would release that that scene, and they wouldn't have redone it or or
0: got that guy. Out well, of eventually they did. So this, as the story goes, as people started to watch this movie at home on mm. VHS and things of that sort, and DVD and whatnot. Excuse Look at me, the heaves again. Why did this happen? To I you? had a um a che- chili cheese dog oh, before you came God. here today, and I ate it in two bites, oh. the long way. So apparently that is part of the story. So as they realize this later on, when you see like if you went and bought. The Wizard of Oz on DVD today. Yes, you would not see it. I see. So it was only an early copy. They so. airbrushed it out, supposedly. Right. right. Some of the explanations are that it was a um, it was a giant bird. Okay. That had got onto the set. It was a uh, a crane that they brought on. Okay. Because they wanted like some real live animals. Apparently, oh, like a crane of the animal, a cr- not crane, not, the, uh, not, not not the machinery, uh, heavy equipment. No, 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 like a bird. Okay. And there was a bird in the set. Um, could have been. It could have been one of the drunken munchkins that was in the background, just hanging out, just ha- having a good time. Drunk. It could have been a real suicide. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that there's no real evidence or documentation of anything that well, transpired. Also, you have to you have to imagine that back then they didn't have
1: the same type of uh, strict. Um, Bookkeeping and Bookkeeping, uh, quality control, uh, quality controls, and, and, and closed keep, sets. Yeah, people would just wander onto sets, and,
0: and yes. you don't know what could have happened. Yes, sure, I can, I can buy it. So, d- do I think that that's what it was? Uh I, I, you know, what? I wanted to say no. I wanted to say it's pretty obvious that, that something it else. Seems like
1: it would be pretty easy to prove one way or the
0: other. Well, it's it's difficult to prove. There were a lot of Munchkins there. Um, some probably didn't have any undocumented darn... Munchkins. Yes. yes, that's my point. Who knows what they, they were came bringing? From. Munchkins all from all over the the, the corners of the earth. Get the Lollipop Guild coming in there. Yep, the Lollipop Guild. Let me ask you this. Yeah.
1: Did this movie creep you out as a child? I, I've never been a Wizard of Oz person. Mm. I don't think I've ever actually seen the whole movie. Mm. I've seen parts of it. Uh, I don't think you can be alive and not have
0: seen parts of it. But mm. it's not not my thing. I think this is, this is part of what um, has led to my uh, mental problems as an adult. There's many. Traumatized as a kid watching this. I was forced to watch it. My parents, <laughs> especially my point. father, was like, we love this movie. We're going to watch it. I go, I don't like it. And it would scare me because, first of all, the munchkins are scary. They're scary? I don't like fantastical things. No. I don't like flying monkeys. Uh, are you scared of uh, Willy Wonka? I hate Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, the, the Oompa Loompas? Yes. I don't find Those them scary. Those little orange-faced, green-haired freaks. They're they, not scary. No, they scare me. Gene Wilder is creepy as hell in But that that's movie. what I mean. That's, that's very Wizard of Oz-esque. Oh. And I don't like that sort of stuff. I don't like fantastical oh. things. I'm sorry about that. No, I don't. Oh. Unless it's my own fantasy. Yeah. That's fine. doesn't include munchkins. So I don't know what it is. Go take a look. Check it out yourself. Google. Do the Google machines. I'm going to Google it up. And uh, check it out. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Check we'll it be... out, Mike. Go. I will.
1: So it's my turn now? Yeah. Your turn. I'm going to talk about, uh, about a fast forward a number Whoa. of decades. Well, speed it up. Into one of the uh, one of the uh, uh, actually more recent examples that we have of strange stuff showing up in movies. What's the most interesting? I'm putting you on the spot right here. What's the most interesting thing you've ever found in the trash?
0: Can you think of anything oh, interesting that you found in the trash? I've found some interesting items in the trash. Like like what? What's something that you found? Well, I found a um a pickaxe one time. Oh. And it had um, brain matter on Is it. Is that right? Yeah. Good for you. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I've never found a pickaxe. Uh, but uh, sometimes you can find interesting things in the trash, right? Mm. Back in the early 2010s, there was a Hollywood film director by the name of Alex Monte Kanawati. Oh, Monte Kanawati. Not exactly a household name, no, Mr. Kanawati. I hope I'm saying it right. If he's listening, I hope you hope you're doing that. So, Mr. Kanawati was walking down Hollywood Boulevard. You've been to Hollywood Boulevard? Is that in Portland, Oregon? No, oh. it's in L.A. And L.A. sucks. I've been there a few it's times. It's terrible. It smells it's bad. Worse now than ever. It's no fun.
0: I've been to Hollywood Boulevard specifically mm. and Sunset Boulevard. You ever heard of the Fentanyl Walk? No. It happens a lot in California. What is that? Especially LA. People that are on fentanyl. Oh, they just wander about. They hunch over at the waist and they just walk around randomly and make weird noises. Yeah. So it's like my house. (laughs) So,
1: anyway, so he's walking down Hollywood Boulevard
0: and he notices a
1: bag of trash Mm. on the sidewalk. I don't buy this story already. Okay. Anyway, he felt curious, so he looked inside and what did he find? Oh. He found a bunch of rolls of unused 16 millimeter film. Oh. Now, being a film director, he knew that film is very expensive, especially vintage film. Yes. Un- unexposed film uh, is very expensive. Have you exposed yourself on film? I've exposed film of myself uh, mm. to a select few. Oh, at the photo and you, mat? And you know who you are. Remember the photo mat? Yes. Oh, my God. You, they, they used to stick some poor employee yes. in one of those little photo mat things. It's a photo
0: booth. had a little hut on it, and like yep. a hut top. If you, if you covered the little hole, like yep. they would suffocate in if, there. If you're listening to this and you know what a photo Photomat mat is, yeah. then you're you're my friend. Anyway, so he finds a bunch
1: of film, 16-millimeter uh, films. Mm. And so what he did was he scooped it up, knowing that film was very expensive. Mm. So he and a buddy decided to write a movie with the intention of using the found film to make a throwback silent film. Interesting. So he said, hey, I got this old film. I'm going to use it. So, using a hand-cranked camera, oh, he got some known actors together, uh, Jennifer Tilly. Why would he who, use a hand-cranked film? To make uh, it more authentic. Like, oh. So, basically, what he tr- was trying to do was create a movie about uh, th- a throwback to the early silent films. And he oh, wanted to make it authentic oh, as see, possible I So see. he use this film in a hand- hand-cranked camera. I got gotcha. you. So, we got Jennifer Tilly. You know her? She has that <laughs> sultry is voice. Enlarge. Yes,
0: she's, a, she's very... Uh, Interesting. Person. What was that movie with her and Gina Gershon when they had like a very lesbian? That was, that was Bound. Oh. You that was wa- a good movie. If you don't watch <laughs> Bound, you got to w-
1: go out and watch Bound. Gina Gershon was a hot hottie she was back, back in the then. day. Now she looks like a- uh, Not so much. An old man. Catcher's mitt. Yeah. So um, Jennifer Tilly and Maria Conchita Alonso. Uh, remember her? Uh, si. uh And they made something that called Return to Babylon. Mm. Which was a silent film which depicted the golden age of Hollywood. The golden age. Ah, oh, golden. Of Hollywood. Soon after. Like my pro- showers. Yes. Soon after production began, there was a bunch of strange stuff started to happen. First, the actresses started to report that they were being touched by unseen hands. Oh. Where were you in the early 2000s? I was I hiding wonder. on the
0: scent of Babylon. Hmm.
1: Feelings of being watched again. Where were you? Uh, and whatnot. Unbeknownst to the actors. Besides the weird personal experiences that they were having, are you okay over there? Yep. Good. Sorry. Bes- <laughs> it's a chili dog. Okay. Besides some of the weird uh, stuff that was the actors were experiencing uh, in the editing room, all sorts of weird stuff was showing up on film. Ah. Oh. Apparitions appearing out of nowhere, actors' faces morphing in, into grotesque and demonic faces. Wow. Uh, uh wh- while they were while they were filming them. And uh, fingers elongating into claws. And hmm. probably even the most dis- disturbing, the faces of dead actors appearing on other factor- actors' faces. Really? So, yeah, people who were in the past, like they would like just Like Burt show
0: Lancaster up. or... Yeah, like people were just showing up. I see. Kurt Kirk- Clark Gable, maybe? Yeah. So, unfortunately,
1: the film did not get distribution, but you could still see clips of it online. And Interesting. The filmmakers uh, adamantly denied that there was any tomfoolery and that this was a publicity stunt. You know, they got immediate people saying that there was a publicity stunt. And, yes, yes. Um, oh, that this is all done for show and everything. They, they said they had this was a no-budget movie, basically. Oh. They didn't have a budget for uh, special effects. But the, uh, they even had a fo- uh, photo- uh, photographic... Photo- a photoph- photographic... Guy? Photographic... Experts analyze the film, and they could not say how these particular effects could have been done using this film. Interesting. So, return to Babylon. Check it out. I did. Did you? You obviously had not. Did not know this story. No, I did not. I've seen some of the clips, and there's weird crap going on. Really? Yes. You know.
0: It, you know what it kind of reminds me of, mm-hmm. and um, this isn't. This isn't one on our list today, but it reminds me of that movie, The Fourth Kind. With the I Fourth Kind, yes. With Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Oh, that movie tricked me. Right. That movie tricked the oh, hell you out thought of thought it was a true story. Because if you watch it and you don't know the background or anything like that, and of course I was very naive and young Wasn't and nubile like, like when I first years, saw it. Like three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I started watching it and I thought it was so real. I thought it was real because the way they pl- portray it. But Mila Jovovich is in it, so you know it's Yes, not but real. she says, I'm Mila Jovovich. She doesn't say, I'm an actress playing an act." She the, yeah. introduces herself as a person that's, that's part of a documentary. So you were fooled by... The By, initial introduction. Uh, yes. What do you think of Mila Jovovich? I loved her when I was a child because we, we came up together. I her never and I. got into we Mila her and Jovovich. I came up into the um the acting scene together. She she looks like the type that would smell like feet and patchouli. No. Yeah. No. 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 Because she's a Russian uh, in origin. I, I, believe. I get that from. I believe. From, um, I don't know. So I remember seeing her as a youth. Uh, we're roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a youth. Uh, she started out as a as Th- an act. Uh, excuse me. A. Um, uh, a youth model. What did she think of you? That's she was the most a young model thing. that started there, and then she started to get into acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really had a thing for her okay. back in the day. And then my um, love for her came to a peak mm-hmm. in the movie Resident Evil. Do you remember the movie Resident Evil? I do. It came to a big peak. Do you know why it no, came to a peak in that movie? I don't know. I had never seen that movie. Because she, there's a part where she's. Um, uh, like on a on a table in like an exam room, oh. <laughs> and she's wearing next to nothing. Yes, and they have to like put like these weird uh, uh, cloth linens on her. Oh, in there's portions where you can see her um, nether regions, really, and stuff. And no um, I like that. I enjoyed it. Wasn't that like 2010? But now out? she's old, like me, <laughs> and I'm no longer attracted to her. I'm sorry. That's too let's, bad. Let's move on from Mila Jovovich. Let's move on. So, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do one more before we get into the halftime bit. And we'll right. explain more of that. Okay, uh, what that is gonna be here in a second. Go ahead. I want to talk a little bit about a famous movie. And if you haven't heard of this, then there's something wrong with you. Oh. It came out in the great year of 1987. What were you doing in 1987,
1: Mike? Uh, 1987, I was probably you know uh, playing little league baseball, collecting cards.
0: Tell and, me this: yeah. we're, we're not the 80s, the most epic I decade. Love the 80s, man. The epic decade for a lot of things, but movies in general. Oh, they were the best movies, the best movies of all time in the 80s. Uh, let me just tell you this: if you didn't grow up in the 80s, oh, if yeah. you weren't alive then, mm-hmm. go back and just Google <laughs> top movies of 1985. Pick a year; doesn't matter, doesn't matter, whatever <laughs> year, and you're gonna be like. What the hell?
1: My son just turned uh, 15 recently, and I made
0: him watch Bloodsport. Yes. And he goes, what is this? Mm. And I go, this is, this is great filmmaking is what yes. this is. Yes. Every year had the most <laughs> epic movies that you could ever think of. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Iron Eagle. Top Gun. Top Gun. Oh, my God. Goonies. Oh, God. There's you name a million it. of them. You name it. But anyway, this movie came out in 1987. Short Circuit. El oh, short circuit! You just made a you just made a tie to this movie, okay. did uh, it? With yep. Johnny Number Five? Now I'm going to tell you here in a second oh. why there's a there's a connection to that better than Johnny Number Two. It's a movie called Three Men and a Baby. Oh do you remember Three Men and a Baby? I do. That had wait. Let me wait, guess. let wait. me see if you could tell who the top I, three I'm, actors I'm were. thinking with the three men. Go, Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Yep, correct.
1: Yep. Steve Guttenberg. Oh, ho, ho. and the third guy, Mike Tom Selleck. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. I thought you would have said Gutenberg
0: last. I thought, well, I knew that, and that's why I said him second, to throw you off. Okay, so those young folks that are listening to the program, Steve Mm, Gutenberg was a huge actor in the 80s. Huge actor. Not, Not many people know him today. He's on the Goldbergs. Oh, he, he is? He plays a, yeah, he plays like a, um, a science teacher. Oh, okay. Shows up every once okay, in a while. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was in Police Academy, a number yep. of the police academies. Yep, yep. He was in Short Circuit. He has the kind of face that you want to punch. Mike, you mentioned Short Circuit. I he did mention Short Circuit. He was in that. John he was number in a, a mystery movie called uh, Bedroom Window. That was a remake. I don't remember that one. That was a good one. Hmm. Um, and he was in this movie. Okay. So the, the premise is this. Hmm. Three... Eligible middle-aged bachelors, mm. all very handsome. I if Ted Danson had a piece, then Ted Danson always has a piece. He's mm-hmm. called Ted the Piece Danson. That's his nickname. Dancing, <laughs> dancing. Dancin'. <laughs> Tom Selleck, we all know Tom and his his mustache, his unaged mustache. His mustache is his own uh, uh, star in the Hollywood Has its own, own fame. zip code as yeah. well. Yes, and of course Steve Gutenberg, as we mentioned, has no mustache. Who was the uh, diminutive of the three? Diminutive. That's what I said. Mm. Uh, so the premise is that they there's a baby that's dropped in their doorstep, essentially. Okay. And they, uh, they go down to find this baby, abandoned on the doorstep. They take it in. They can't figure out whose baby it is, but they start to care for it. It turns out eventually that it's Ted Danson's baby. Okay. Uh, so they care for this baby. The urban legend behind this film. So, no, so mind you, the movie yes. came out in 1987. It yep. went to the movie theaters. Yep. Uh, you know, everybody watched it. So it was, it was on video like 88, 89, 89, 99. Yeah, yeah early night. Came out on VHS. Nobody thought anything of it. Then yep. all of a sudden, I remember this. A legend came out. An urban legend. And this was before the internet. So before the internet. So word of, word mouth. of mouth. That's right. Word of mouth. Yep. So you go to school. They'd be like, hey. not not ATM. They no. They'd be like, hey, you heard about the uh, the ghost and the three men and the baby movie? Yes. And, of course, people would be like, no. No, I don't know what that is. And then is. they start to tell the story. And the story goes mm. that in one of the scenes, there's a ghost that can be seen in the background. <laughs> and supposedly the ghost is of a little boy who hung himself Ooh. in the house that they filmed the movie in. I heard
1: a different story. What did you hear? That he had shot himself, and actually the, rif- the rifle appears in another picture. As that well. is correct. Yes. yes,
0: that he shot himself with a shotgun. Sorry, go ahead. That is true. Yes, so there were v- multiple versions variations. of the story. Yes. With that said... People went ahead and started renting the VHS thing uh, let, f- film, Fast and Furious. Let, let me tell you, this I remember clearly
1: mm. because I think we were in elementary school at the time, or, or junior high, but probably yes. elementary school, and that was the day of Blockbuster when everybody used to go down to Blockbuster to Correct. get movies on Correct. Friday night. And I remember you could not get couldn't get it the uh, VHS copy. Of this movie, because Correct. everybody was renting it to try to find it. Imagine, imagine then, like, you know, no internet. You can't go on YouTube mm-hmm. and stop things. Mm-hmm. You actually had to find the exact spot and pause it. Yes. And
0: then rewind and pop pa- Yeah. So, so they, there was the theory that they did it for, for uh, like, uh, you know. Um, publicity. Publicity's sake. Mm-hmm. But you're like, well, the movie's already been out for a couple of years. Yeah. So why would they do that? Trying to get some traction out of it. So, of course, I heard the story. I went down to the video local video rental place with my uh, parents, or one of the parents. Seems scary to me. Probably my dad, because he used to like to go into the adult section. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, did they have the beads? Yes. They had the beaded you area had a, you had uh, to there go through? was a uh,
1: secure area he's that like, you would go in the back. He's like, son, wa- I want you to walk around here and find yep. a movie. I'm going to be looking at um, uh, Boner Jams uh, 85 over yes, here. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: In the rear, uh, part to the rear. three. <laughs> three. So Where the boys aren't. <laughs> So anyway, we, I rented the movie, and I went and put it in my little VHS player. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, the anticipation of this event. I'm
1: shocked that you did this Hold because on.
0: you're a scaredy cat. I am a scaredy cat. Yeah. But I was so interested, so intrigued by this. I couldn't believe it with my own eyes. I was like, I wanted to see this with my own eyes. Yes. I started to watch this movie on my own mm-hmm. in my creepy... Uh, uh, Spanish-themed basement <laughs> Spanish As a kid It looks like a galleon down yes, there Yes, exactly yeah. So I'm watching it I'm watching it Now, I had no idea What scene this was coming up in I had only So you were rumors. just eagle-eyeing The whole I movie I was eagle-eyeing yep. The whole movie okay. Then all of a sudden I'm watching And there's a scene Where uh, Ted Danson Is on the scene. Is on it Olympia Dukakis In that scene? Uh, I don't think it's her I think it's her. It's an old woman. I thought it was... Plays a Ted Danson's mother. Yeah, she's I, the grandmother of yeah, the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's holding the baby, and they're having an exchange with Ted Danson. Yeah. As the camera pans, and then in the background... <sighs> you see a freaking cr- person in the background! I, 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 why are you yelling? <laughs> because I'm scared now thinking about it.
1: It's giving me the willies, because I know it's seen you are talking about, and there, there is something there, for sure. Mike? 100%. When I tell you,
0: when I saw this as a youth... <laughs> You must have I'm not lying. Yourself. I screamed. <laughs> I ran out of the room. You soiled your little underoos. As fast as I could. <laughs> I could not believe what I just saw. Because I knew there was a ghost. I Yeah. I knew there was a ghost on film, there's, and I saw the ghost. There's clearly
1: something there. And I couldn't believe it. I keep looking behind me because I feel like there's there, going to you know, be a ghost. I feel like there's something
0: about to creep up on me over it, here. It, I, this is not hyperbole in any way. Yes. That scared me to I, the core. I, I believe it. Because there is something there. And I said, there is a ghost on this freaking movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what did you find out after, though? Not for years. For years,
1: you until thought it the was internet.
0: The, you thought it was a ghost until the internet came up and we could start researching this sort of stuff. And what is the actual explanation? It's a cardboard cutout right. of Ted dancing in a in a tuxedo <laughs> with a top hat on. <laughs> There's a couple stories that either it's a promotional cutout yeah. or yeah. it was part of the plot where he was like a, a very narcissistic actor, and it was yeah. like a, a poster that he would have had in his own room supposedly. Yeah. And somehow I don't know if somebody did it as a joke. No, I think it, it was, was an accident. I,
1: from what I what I understand, it was an accident. Like they would, like you said, it was it was supposed to be. It was in a in a, a scene of the movie that was cut. Yes, but they it was just hanging around in the yes. background. It hadn't been caught. But if you don't know that, correct, it looks like a kid, like yes. like leering at the camera.
0: Yes, it's creepy as hell. It's standing actually right by the window. And yeah. it's almost behind some curtains. Yes, like some sheer curtains yep. that you can see through. Yep, yep. Go go and look at it. <laughs> Go and look at it. I mean, knowing now that you know that it's not real. You can find it.
1: And then, yeah, but if you look at it for any length of time, you can make out like the tuxedo jacket and
0: the shirt and everything. And actually, there's a picture now that you can see where it's actually Ted Danson next to this cardboard cutout. So you know that it's him. It's him, yeah. But at the moment and at the time, I go, wow. Like, I couldn't even. I just let the movie run out and and stop and stop because it would stop and rewind itself. And rewind it, yeah. And then the TV would just be blank. Remember how you used to pay 50 cents if you didn't rewind the movie? It said, Be Kind or Rewind. There was a sticker But they on... would charge you like an extra 50 cents or yes, a dollar Yes, if you, you did to rewind you it. You had to rewind the film. How,
1: how dare you? Mm. I just rented this stupid movie I rented from you. The
0: least you could do is rewind it. Yeah, I know, but why would you pay... My, why would they charge... <sighs> well, think about it, though, it's ridiculous. Mike. ridiculous. Because this has happened to me. Okay. I would rent a tape. And it's at the end. It was at the end. And now I want to watch this movie and I got to rewind the For thing. For like 15 minutes, you're yes. rewinding. <laughs> Remember yes. how they used to sell rewinders? They did. They would just like you would stick it in and it would rewind. And, you know and why? Because they they per- perpetrated this myth that somehow <laughs> it would if you rewind your v- VCR, yes. it would break. the You would VCR. ruin the VCR by rewinding. Yes, yes. What a scam. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so that's the first few uh, topics on yeah, our list I think today. This is a good show so far. It's going great. I'm yeah. having a good time. I like being back with you. Yes. I like seeing you. Thank and you. Being close to you. And We're under the wide planks, smelling of the, your masculine musk. My muscul- muscul- muscular musk. Muscular musk musk. So we're going to get to the next little bit here. Cody Wild Musk, use it before you stalk. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break okay. to uh, compose ourselves here Let's and cleanse uh, the palate. Move on to the next uh, set of topics. So stand by, and we'll get back to you momentarily. All right, we're back here on the Eon Project with Mike and Jay. What'd you think of that little interlude? I think it was wonderful. Wonderful. It's always wonderful. Well here. timed. Well timed. I was able to go to the bathroom. Perfect. Perfect. You ever take.
1: When you go to the movies, right? Yes. Do you ever get. I, I have to get a mm. fountain drink at the
0: movies, and I have to fill it up like four times. Well, the only time I get a fountain drink is if I get popcorn. No, I don't get popcorn, just the fountain drink. So the last time I went to the movies, I took my kids. And we would talk about the Batman. The earlier. Batman, yeah. I took them to see that. Mm-hmm. So my kids now know that we cannot buy candy in the movie theater.
1: Who buys candy in the movie theater? So what, we what go kind to tax bracket. We are you go to be in? We
0: go to Target. Yeah, of we course. We buy like large. You smuggle pound bags of candy. Yeah, and uh, we walk in. You walk in like and you're my smuggling. My kids are. The, you know, like that when you try to walk in front of a large crowd and you get all nervous and the, you start doing the same. They're like drug mules. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're like. Dad, I'm nervous. They're gonna see this in my pocket. I'm like, shut up! Just walk. They start, in. They start walking without uh,
1: moving their arms. Yeah. Like Pablo Escobar yes. uh, 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 mules. Exactly. They got heroin
0: bags up their butts. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into the uh, the next halftime bit here on the program on the Eon Project, and we always like to do new and interesting. Things. You know, I like I li- you know what we ta- I I've taken
1: flack for our halftime mm. bits before mm. from people, mm. but I don't care because you know what. We're
0: different from other shows. You know what the problem is? People don't understand this, Mike. No, I, I, I agree. And it, it, it's an acquired taste. In reality, we have had a lot of um interesting and creative bits. Not all of our hits are big winners. Some of them are terrible. Some of them are bad. Yeah. But we do have some interesting things. I so agree. this one may or may not be a hit. I don't know. Let's see. If it has if it's well received, we may bring it back. This could be a recurring uh okay. this re- could be a recurring bit here Let's on the do program. It. Let's do it up. This is going to require knowledge from Mike. Uh-oh. This is kind of like a trivia thing. If you will, I like trivia. He has to, uh he has to guess certain things, and I'm going to explain it here more in a minute. But I'm going to give you the title of the bit, and here it goes.
1: Did
0: you get that? <laughs> no, that's Icelandic. Oh, that's an Icelandic, and it means it's it's actually this is Icelandic. It says. It sounded like Bjork, kind of like Bjork. I find Bjork attractive. No, you don't. uh, Back in the day. No, you do not. she was like weird and pixie Speaking of Petrullian feet. Yeah, she probably stinks. So that means, that's uh, translated loosely into English. It means doctor versus doctor. Okay. And the the concept behind this is, I'm going to ask you certain questions about two different doctors, Hmm. and you have to tell me which doctor, or, or excuse me, I'm going to give you facts about them, and you have to tell me which doctor it is. Okay. So the two doctors in question today are Dr. Ruth- Okay. And Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know anything about Dr. Ruth or Dr. J? Uh, vaguely about both. So Dr. Ruth is a... Uh, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, actually, is her person. full name. Yeah. She was a sex therapist. She
1: looked like a little troll. A little she troll. Was a she person. was very,
0: very tiny. She yeah. knew a lot about sex and gave people Some, interesting somehow. information and things of that sort. And Dr. J, of course, is the, uh, the uh, uh, African-American... Uh, <laughs> Basketball Basketball sensation sensation, from the 70s, uh, the ABA and the NBA. So, um, yes. So I'm going to give you a a fact. Front row tickets to see Dr. J. And you tell me if it's Dr. Ruth or Dr. J. Got it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Here's the first one. This person starred in a 1979 film called The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a complete guess. Dr. J. Yes, yeah, you are correct. It's Doctor J. It's that was a basketball a comedy. Guess. It was a guess. I don't know the plot or anything like that. I don't think Doctor Ruth would have been an actress. Oh, okay, but I don't know. Interesting. Okay, next one. Yeah, this person claimed that dental braces led to them becoming a parent. Doctor J, it is Doctor J. <laughs> How did you know that? I don't know. How, what's the story?
1: Uh, dental braces led to them becoming a parent. Yes. Oh, because she she couldn't do one thing, so he did the other. Correct. <laughs> I use deductive that reasoning. That is right.
0: <laughs> apparently, there was this one lady that he was he having was af- relations with. He was afraid of the the teeth that would giving ha- give him mm. phalacriatosis, mm. if you know what I mean. Yes. And uh, apparently, she had gotten some braces done, <laughs> some dental work done. She couldn't do that on him, so he had the uh, the the. Uh inflagranto delecto or whatever you call in it. Inflagrante delecto. And uh got her pregnant and had a kid from okay. it. Okay. That was Dr. J. Good.
1: Something, something tells me that Dr. J was uh was in a river of P <laughs>
0: What does that mean?
1: Like not not P in the P but oh. P. Uh uh-huh. okay. River
0: river of uh, genitalia. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. This person trained as a sniper for the Jewish resistance fighters in <laughs> Palestine. That's going to be Dr. Ruth. It was Dr. Ruth. Because, well, you know, Dr. J probably wouldn't have been in, in that, I would imagine. No, no. <laughs> uh, that is true. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Ruth, who obviously was a, a, a Jewish lady really? during the World War II times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shortly after World War II when um, uh, they established a Jewish state yep. in, in Israel, uh, she was uh, trained as a sniper uh, amongst wow. other things, counterintelligence and things like that. I not story. know that. Yes, yes. Interesting. Okay, you Ready. Ready. This person advises people not to take, or excuse me, what does that say? (laughs) I don't know. Not to take huge penises seriously. Dr. Ruth. Are you sure? Because I'm sure Dr. J might be involved in this. He could be, because he probably does have one. Yes. But I'm going to say Dr. Ruth. It is Dr. Ruth. Why did she say not to take them seriously? Well, because she was talking about... Um, watching adult films mm-hmm. and, oh, and pornography. Like comparing yourself yes, to those yes, people? Yes, exactly, exactly. Which, which is a, a fool's errand. A fool's errand. Because Don't you compare do yourself that. to uh, no. Johnny Sins or you'll anybody just like never, that.
1: You'll just never you'll measure never, up no, to that. Exactly not. No. Measure true, up. Did you true. hear what I said there? I did. Right. Okay, you ready? I, be, I got them all you're, right You're so doing far. well. You're yeah, doing yeah, well. Yeah, There's yeah. a couple more.
0: Okay. This person shocked classmates with knowledge of taboo topics. My first instinct is Dr. Ruth, but I'm going to say Dr. J. This is your first mistake. Uh, Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. This was Dr. Ruth. Well, she did have a she lot of knowledge. She went to school knowledge. in Switzerland, I think. Oh. The Swiss. So if, not, if my Dr. Ruth knowledge is correct, I think. I see. Okay. All right. Last one. Last one. This person had a super awesome tight afro in the 1970s. <laughs> Doctor Ruth, <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. it would be
1: Doctor Doctor J DJ. is correct. Yes, front Dr. row seats. It's free, no pay. Doctor J was
0: one nasty mofo back in the '70s. He was. He did the behind the back, uh, the behind the back slam. Back was the behind the thing. back. You name it. Yeah. He played in the ABA. We had red, white, and blue basketball. He played for the Sixers, right? He at one point he did play for the. Well, Sixers. Who did he play for besides the Sixers and the Nets? He played for the Nets, oh. the New Jersey Nets, and the ABA. I forget what team he played for in the ABA, oh. but anyway, I wasn't a Doctor J was the fan, Nets. but I don't know. I know he played for Philly at some point. He did. He did. All right. Good job, Mike. Well, thank you. I did. I did okay. What do you think of that? It was okay. So I, don't, what, I don't know that we would do that. What one should again. be the next two doctors that we go over? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Doctor Doctor Dr. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Doctor Phil and Doctor <laughs> Quinn.
1: <laughs> okay. One is bald. That'd be Dr. cool. Doctor Quinn. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Dude,
0: Doctor Quinn was hot. Oh, oh my God. Can I tell you something? It's do you hot. like James Bond? Uh, okay. It's okay. I. I uh, yeah. So Doctor Quinn was Jane Seymour. Yes. She played in a 1970s era James Bond movie. What, I think she, it was. what did she look like back then? Cuz oh. she was hot as an old lady. What movie was it? I forget which one it was. It was a Roger Moore James, James Bond film. Roger Moore. She was absolutely stunning. Breathtaking. Probably my fame the, the the most beautiful Bond girl ever in my opinion. Jane Seymour. Was what Jane a classy Seymour. looking lady. Unbelievable. Hmm. And petite? Mm. Oh, you like the petite, tight and tiny? I like I like large and in charge. <laughs> You like, uh. I like to be manhandled. <laughs> who is Who is that? Who's the large woman from bachelorette party? Or, uh. What? No, no. The, uh. What was the, the movie with, uh. Kristen Wiig? where they. She, the, the fat Rise girl. Maids? The fat girl pooped in the, in the oh, cell. Oh,
1: uh, Melissa McCarthy? Yes. No, I don't like you Melissa You want McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy no. to be a Bond no, no. girl, don't no, you? No, no, no. I like them. Not fat, like oh. just big and, like strong. Oh, just big and strong? Throw you around. Mm. You know, I like to be manhandled. But you're a big guy, though. I know, which just means that they have to be bigger, bigger than me. You Which need is like hard a to do. Swedish powerlifter of some kind. If you knew any, send them my I way. I know one. Do you? Yeah. Let's uh, hook that up for later. All right. Her name's... Uh, I don't know what her Hopefully name is. Hopefully my wife is not listening to this program. All
0: right. So let's get back on track with the movies. Urban right. Movie Myths and Legends. All right. So I'm going to go next because I think you went last. Yeah, go for do it. Do you know what a Dybbuk box is? A Dybbuk... Isn't this like where uh, like you can summon paranormal voices or something uh, of that no. sort? No, no. That's a spirit box. Oh. A Dybbuk box is a box supposedly... Well, the the
1: legend is is that uh, in Jewish in, in Jewish lore,
0: oh, with Jews again,
1: a wine box. It's a, a Dybbuk box is like a wine box that can contain spirits. Oh, I've heard of this. So they'd like carve like symbols and whatnots into it, and then you you shut the box, mm. and then the spirits are like kind of trapped in there. So the spirit of Dr. Ruth, then? Yeah, she could be in a Dybbuk box. Okay, there's a famous dibik box that was bought by one Zach Bagans mm. back in uh, a few years back, and. It was a big deal because supposedly this was a huge uh, cursed item. And did you know that Zach Bagans? Well, who's Zach
0: Bagans? Oh, Zach
1: Bagans from Ghost Adventures. He's the guy with the huge biceps. Oh, he's a big muscle guy. He's a big muscle dude and he's overdramatic and he claims that he has all sorts of paranormal claims of grandeur. Yes, yes. Gotcha. In any case, so he, he has a museum in Las Vegas, a paranormal museum, which I thought would be cool to check out and see mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, and the Dybbuk box, he purchased it and put it in there. And it has, like, signs of, don't go near the Dybbuk oh, box. <laughs> anyway, it, it's been determined that I think it was a hoax or okay. at least played up. Okay. But anyway, there was a movie uh, made in 2011 called The Possession. Oh. Have you heard of this one? No. I Me mean, neither because it, it looks like crap. So parts of this film, which uh, starred, um, what's his name? Uh, gosh darn it. What is his name? What is that guy's name? It's not Bert, Bert Lancaster, is no, it? No, 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 no. Uh... uh Oh, the guy that um, played, uh, uh, he, he was in The Walking Dead. He played Negan. Um, oh, yeah. I know who you're talking Jeffrey about. Jeffrey Dean. Jeffrey something. Something or other. Yeah. Him. He's in it. Anyway, so they filmed part of this movie, which was about a cursed Dybbuk box mm. at a former mental institution called Riverview Hospital in Cotaquam, British Columbia. Oh. Uh, the film is about the Dybbuk box, which, you know, like I said before, is, can be cursed and whatnot. And, the, and it seems like a very general... Mm-hmm. Um, Run of the mill type of horror film. Yes, yes. Nothing really special about it, except weird stuff started happening bo- uh, both during filming and after filming. Interesting. Probably because of the subject matter. So there was some the normal activity, like unseen, um, unseen forces uh, at at play oh. uh, on set. But then after the movie, director Oli Bondemal said, "Quote: Some really things. Really, uh, blah, sorry. Some really weird things happened." I've never stood underneath a neon light before that wasn't lit and all of a sudden exploded. The worst thing was five days after we wrapped the movie, all the props burned. The storage house in Vancouver burned to the ground and the fire department does not know the cause. I'm not a superstitious man, but I would like to say it's just a coincidence. Hmm. So five days after filming, a fire destroys all the props from the film. Lights exploded. Weird stuff happened on set. Could be related to the topic. Interesting that they, were, that they were, or or maybe because they were filming in a, in an ab- uh, abandoned mental
0: institution. That could be. What do you think about abandoned mental institutions in general? Well, you know, I would have to say that I don't think there are a lot of mental institutions nowadays, as we re- as we no. remember them. Right? Sanitariums, they exactly. Don't, they don't they have used to have anymore. the sanitariums. They used to, and now they, they're just walking the streets, man. They're everywhere, pretty much. They just let these people go sure. into society, which. I get the reasoning behind that, but anyway, let's get to the paranormal portion of, mm-hmm. of that. So, um, you know, those types of places where they where they house these these folks, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I can imagine that there would be, because um, we know that there's a lot of shenanigans that take place in those places, especially yeah. back in the day where there were no, there was no oversight. No, Um, you could pretty much do what you wanted.
1: There was a famous one. Did you know that uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera, when he was first coming up as a a reporter, found some inhumane conditions at one. I think it was on Long Island. Yes, Uh, some really. I don't remember the name of the. That's how he cut his teeth. That's right, and he found like some. Some of the video is actually really disturbing. Very disturbing. That he found of, of like kids being um,
0: yes, uh, just kind of neglected and left in their own urine and feces and because you you know if you think about it, those people that actually are tasked with huh. taking people taking care of those folks, yeah, they are paid pittance. They don't get paid anything. They don't paid it anything. No. It's a very difficult job. Yeah,
1: and 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 to their to their credit, I mean, I'm glad people do that work. It's yes. very important work. Um, but they don't, like you said, they don't get paid anything, and they get assaulted regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, imagine that environment. It's like it's like being a prison guard, except yeah, you get beat more often probably.
0: And if you can imagine, you know, back in the '60s, '70s, and '80s when mm-hmm. there was no oversight, right, and uh, you know, people could just do whatever the hell that they wanted, and nobody mm-hmm. would ever go in and say, "Hey, sure. this is these are unsafe or unclean conditions."
1: Yeah, and, and also, I feel like that type of work also draws. Uh, some uh, a small portion of the staff are they want to work with people like that because they can get away with stuff Mm. just like you know uh, a pedophile would like to work in a school if you like to beat people or whatever you might get a job working with those type of individuals because you
0: know that they're not credible witnesses you know you bring up you bring up an interesting point because i and i apologize it escapes me at this moment because i just recently watched it but it was a uh a documentary on netflix mm-hmm. recently about a famous british man did you see this movie? Jimmy savile savile that's yeah. right i did Saville, watch that one who horrible. preyed upon people horrible for over 40 years yeah. in these type of facilities and he yes. played it off like because he had you know multiple personalities essentially in the sense that um not not in the sense that like in his own mind but he would portray one personality to yeah. the public and then behind the scenes, he was a a, a perverted yeah sex maniac, sex maniac that would prey on uh you know people in these facilities yeah it's called the British
1: a British horror story I think is what yeah, it's called yeah. it's about Jimmy Savile check it out he's he like you said he got away with it for many years because he was a a very famous disc jockey in the uh, in Great Britain yep and he was friends with a lot of famous people and. Some people did come forward and uh, mm-hmm. accused him, and, and they were just kind of laughed off or, or ignored. Yeah. And he got away with it for so many yeah. years,
0: and it's just disgusting. That was back in the 70s and 80s. When yeah, he's people, dead now, thankfully. <laughs> he, You know, he is, and hopefully he's he's kind of getting what he deserved. But it was yeah. a very disturbing uh, uh, story. It was very similar to that. But yeah. point being is that in these places, um, you know, they're, they're where there's a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. right, emotionally charged incidences yeah. that occur yep. that's, that's a lot of these places where these paranormal events can occur right actually. no I agree okay yeah interesting moving on alright what do you got let's get on to the next, uh, the next one so the next one is called <clears throat> hold on I gotta put my I have to put my French best French voice on for oh this, oui, hon, hon. because I am French in origin so I'm <clears> going to try to say this in the best French voice that I can Le it's poisson. called L'arrivée d'un en gare délicion tata that sounds very weird. Did that sound French? It did, but it also sounded like uh, drunk French. Ah, well, it is or something. So the English translation to that is the arrival of a. Ch- <clears throat> hold on, <laughs> the arrival of a train at Les Ciotat station. This is a movie. This is a movie.
1: That sounds terrible. This
0: is a movie It okay. was filmed in 1895. Is Peter Dinklage in it? 1895, mind you. Oh, Michael. Filmed in 1895. 1895 it was a French. Short film. Did they have movies in 1895? Uh, uh, they did. Oh. It was only 50 seconds long. Okay. 50 seconds. That's about as long as you go, right? That's about... Oh, no. That's like 30 seconds longer. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Especially it was created by... Uh, it was created by two French French filmmakers uh-huh. called Auguste and Louis Lumiere. Ooh, Lumiere. Oh, je m'appelle Lumiere. He's a candlestick. And it was... Like I said, it was a 50 cent, cent film. 50 cent film? <laughs> 50s cost 50 cents to see it. <laughs> not that not, not back then, I don't think. I'd rather be too much money back So then. the film was basically a, uh, like I said, 50-second short film. You're, of having like, tr- you're having trouble with this scene. I can't say 50-second. Okay. 50 <laughs> seconds, <laughs> like the time. <laughs> 50 not 50 cents. <laughs> <seconds>. Okay. <laughs> of a train pulling into a train station. Ooh. Does it pull out of the so station this and then back not, in again as well? This is not... Oh. This is not the very first moving picture the very first moving picture was something that came out well before this that was about a, a like a horse running around and stuff okay but this was an early moving picture very okay. early mm. in the the moving picture theme moving picture history if it, was you it was a silent film It was a silent film a filmed in the française oh so what's... do you like de France? I what do you think of the French people? Uh, well, I am a, a French descent. You're French? His, historically, you're a French descendant? W- oui, I'm a Québécois. Ah, yes. Where your people come from? Uh, french Canadian. Oh, they come from France, they go to Quebec. They come uh, playing hockey. And, and then uh, they get on a barge or a <laughs> barge. Uh, lashed logs down the Blackstone the River. We're wearing a uh, sc- coonskin cap. Coonskin <laughs> What are you doing? I'm giving history of this movie. God, I'm using my French accent. This is I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it. Speaking of a train, we're off the rails. I'm trying to make it as authentic as possible. Okay. Anyway, the myth is. So the movie basically shows a train pulling into the station. Okay, you can stop with the accent now because it's really. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, it's really I can't help it because I'm looking at my notes and I see French words here. Okay. I don't have notes. I'm kidding. So anyway, the film basically, you know, because early on in in movie making, right? What did they do? They just basically filmed everyday events. Well, yeah, because it was cool and special. It exactly. There was and, no, films. And, and they didn't really know. Like they, there were no movies. They didn't really direct things. So right. it was essentially just, hey, look at me. Here's a horse uh, galloping. I'm going to mm-hmm. take a picture of this. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was a uh, a train. So mm-hmm. let's let's set up the camera. The, uh, the 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 camera. What are they? Obscura, if you will. Camera obscura. And uh, film this train coming into the station. Okay, which they did, and it was a monumental event. So they said, "Hey, let's set up a movie theater, and we're gonna play this film for the general public." Which which they also did. They didn't do it till the following year, though, 1896. Okay. And they took some time to, uh, you know, cut and paste to and reminisce do, and fo- Photoshop all mm-hmm. the uh, yes. the necessary things that they that Post, they had to do. Post production. So they set up this this film. They brought people in. They were gonna watch it, and when they played the film. Of the train, guess what happened? Uh, I don't know. Well, the myth is, as the train, because the 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 camera was set up as the train would, would be coming at you, if you will, okay, yeah. Right? So it was like yeah, driving yeah, yeah. towards you. Yeah, people freaked out because they thought the train was going to come through the screen. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they said they people got up, they started running, they really? started screaming, yelling. Oh, wait he get run over by this train! They took off. They were That's running awesome. for the exits. Hey, that's pretty. Qu- that's quality filmmaking. Going right there. from going berserk, apparently. Oh, berserk! Yes, eh, berserk, as you say. Yeah, that's a French word too. It, oui, means, oui. But it means berserk, mm. which means crazy. Yes. So apparently, this may or may not have happened. Okay. We don't know. It makes for a good story. Mm. It sounds interesting because I keep can... swallowing it. You okay over there? Oh, it's <laughs> the chili dogs. I can picture. I can picture a bunch of people in their like fluffeted skirts and they mm. Three piece French suits. The feathered hats. The feathered hats and, and bolos mm. and things of that sort. Yep. Getting up and freaking out and running to all exits. Can you imagine uh being back then
1: and let's say you wanted to get amorous with your uh with your lover? Your, your what does that people. mean, amorous? You you wanted to get down and dirty with uh oh. with somebody. Freaky dinky. Yeah, and let you know you you, you you're overcome with passion mm. and you just really want to get to it. Yes, and you have to go through like thirty-seven layers of clothing and that's buttons true. and zippers and belts. That's true. Then only to find out that that person hasn't shaved or powdered
0: their uh, genitalia in well, weeks. The problem is, is that they were um, back then they're desensitized to that sort of thing. I don't think I would have survived. Well, well,
1: you wouldn't know the difference. I don't know. I feel that's like I just would. just how it was. Speaking of, are you done with this one? Uh, yeah. You,
0: yeah. The, go for well, it. Well,
1: the reason I mentioned is because it, it, it segues right into mine. I we did that. I think we did that intentionally. We did didn't not. We? Okay, no, we did. So again, yep. We're we're still in that same period of time with the uh, the smelly people that don't shave. And what do you think about time travel? I think I think we did a show on time travel. I
0: think that is a a an interesting topic that confuses the sh- poop out of me.
1: Yes. And anytime I watch a time travel show or movie, I become confused almost immediately mm-hmm. and don't know what's happening and feel stupid and mm-hmm. I don't like it anymore because. I'm trying to, like, rationally explain how they're getting to these plot points, and I yes. just don't
0: get it. It doesn't make
1: sense. However, there is, what if? What would you say if I told you, there is an actual time traveler that has been caught on film? Oh. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think that, that you should tell me. Filmmaker George Clark from Ireland Oh, I I've like never George. been to Ireland. George Clarky was a giant Charlie Chaplin
0: fan. I love Charlie Chaplin. Love Charlie
1: Chaplin? I don't think I'm a big Charlie Chaplin fan. Did you
0: know his granddaughter is still alive and oh. making movies today? I did not know that. She's, She's attractive, very attractive. She she is cuz he wasn't. She was in the movie. Remember the remember the show Taboo with Tom oh, Hardy? Oh, yeah, 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 Was one season. She was his love interest in that oh, movie. Oh, you have a man crush on I on love Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. I love him. Yeah, I wish he I would, would make make with him.
1: You would make sweet love to Tom to yep. Tom Hardy. You would be a generous lover. Anyway, so he was a big Charlie Chaplin fan. So he, he got a hold of a DVD of, of remastered Charlie Chaplin movies. Charlie oh. Chaplin made movies back in the in the twenties. He did. Silent films. Silent films, right? So Charlie Chaplin, uh, he's going through this one of these movies on DVD. And you know how, like, uh, a lot of DVDs have extra footage? Extras, yes. Like, it'll be just, like, extra footage, and yep. most of the time you just ignore it. Well, nobody buys DVDs anymore, but when you did, yes. they would have extra, you know, trailers or extra Once in a while, footage. you might delve into it. I never did. I would just watch the movie. Mm. But anyway, he's going through, and he's just watching it, and lo and behold... Lo and behold. In a, in a 1928 movie called The Circus, oh, and a crowd scene at the opening of the movie, mm-hmm. in one of the added, uh, like I said, one of the added features... There appears to be a woman, or a man in drag, oh. talking on a cell, phone a cell phone as she walks by a front, uh, in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater. Oh. And he's astounded by this. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen this. It looks like a person talking on a cell phone. Wh-
0: but who would she be talking to? I
1: don't know. So that's the thing. So did we catch a time traveler? I mean, there's no 4G network film? at that point. There's no 4G. And it looks like she's holding up a device it to her ear. It would have to ear. be a communicator. She's holding like up a, a device. Star Trek thing. She's holding up a device to her ear, and she's clearly talking. Oh. And she's not walking with anyone. She's walking independently. And she does kind of look like a dude in drag. Interesting. She's like a big, kind of burly woman-looking okay. thing. Okay, okay. So my question to you is, and there's no there's no explanation for it. Okay. There's no, you know, there's no, no one's, because this movie was made in the 20s, everyone's dead that, right? that was part of it. So nobody can be consulted. So you're left with, you can find the footage now, just look up the circus, uh, Charlie Chaplin time traveler, it'll show up on uh, Google or whatever. What do you think, well, let me ask you this, if it was possible, like you, to your point, let's say she's a time traveler, mm. and she just happens to be in a Charlie Chaplin movie, who the hell is she talking to?
0: Well, I mean, she'd be have to, have to be talking to... Maybe there's
1: another time traveler in another part of the world at that time,
0: That's awesome. and they're
1: communicating That's to one true. another. Cool. Um some people have suggested that it's an ear horn. You ever see those ear horns? Yes. Uh, back in the old days, when instead of hearing aids. It looks like a cornucopia. Yeah, they would stick this little horn in their ear and it would help them. But that's not what it is. You can clearly see that's not what it is. Okay. Maybe it, she's it looks talking like, to Ziggy. It looks like a bar phone, like one of those like early mm. iPhone-looking things. Do you remember Remember Ziggy from um, yeah, I remember Quantum Ziggy. Leap? Oh, from Quantum Leap. Uh, Dean Stockwell.
0: No, Ziggy was the guy oh, who was Ziggy, talking Ziggy to. Ziggy was the
1: guy. Uh, did they ever show Ziggy? Uh, they no, showed, they never did. they no, never did. But they that's show, where he would get all his information. What
0: was from. Dean Stockwell's name? Oh, what was his character? I don't name? know. Not Sam. Sam was, the, uh, Sam was the, the guy. Time traveler. Yeah. Oh, I forget.
1: Dude, if you were Sam, right? Mm. Wouldn't you just be praying that you'd be jumping into, like, hot chicks? I think he jumped all into the time. women. He jumped into women, though. Yeah, he jumped into women. You guys remember yeah. Quantum Leap? Yeah. I loved it. I would just be hoping. But a lot of times, like, he would just, and he'd be nailing left and right, right? Oh, man. I don't That's know. True. That's but true. But then, if you're a woman, let's say you jump into a woman, you don't want to get, you don't want to do that because then you have to fend off the
0: dudes, right? <laughs> but <he's laughs> unless Sam, you want that, he's I, don't Beckett, I don't know. Sam Beckett, though. He's what, Sam. He's a man. We're being distracted over there because I'm trying to find I'm trying to find what what, find what, <laughs> what uh, Dean Stockwell's name was. You know. Towards the end of our episode, you get distracted. Al off the was his name. Al, Al.
1: that's right. That Al, and,
0: and uh, Ziggy was the guy he was talking to. So I think we, I think we caught a time traveler on tape. We did. Yeah. We did. Speaking of time travelers, hmm. the next person I'm going to speak to about. To about. Do you remember Walt Disney? I do. So I've been to Disney World many here's times. Here's the thing. Here's what's interesting. When you hear the term Walt Disney, you don't think of a man's name, like most people don't, right? Like most, I do, but especially yeah. kids go, oh, Walt Disney uh, Land, We're going World, to Disney. whatever. It's it's sometimes it's tough to associate that name with a person because he's been dead for so long. Exactly, but he was a man. Walt was his first name, like Walter, like Walter, yeah. And uh, Disney was his last name. Yes, he was a he was a very um, interesting man to say the least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he was way ahead of his time. So the next urban legend, movie legend, myth, whatever the hell you want to call it, is basically revolves around Walt Disney. Being cryogenically frozen. Yes. Have you heard this, Mike? I have heard this. Yes. There's been multiple people besides multiple. Disney that uh, yes. are supposedly cryogenically. That is frozen. correct. Yeah. I think Walt Disney was the first mainstream person that we okay. <clears throat> heard about as as far as it relates to this. Uh-huh. So the story, as the story goes, I'm not going to delve uh, too deeply into Walt Disney's history or biography or whatever. Okay. But we all know that Walt Disney had a interest and a fascination with um, you know the future. Mm-hmm. And futuristic things, and uh, futuristic te- technologies, and what the future could hold, mm-hmm. and I think part of that is where some of these uh, myths and some of these um, legends or rumors came from, essentially. Mm-hmm. So the rumor, so the rumor goes that, well, this is not a rumor. Walt Disney did die. Yes, he did from his physical body in 1966. He had. Uh, lung cancer supposedly, and he had some complications from lung cancer. And he never saw a Disney World, a Disneyland, be completed, right? Or um, Disney World, be completed. Disney World, no. Right. Uh, Disneyland, I think he did. Yeah. But anyway, so he he passed away due to a uh, you know of course a tragic tragic disease. Uh-huh. Um, and the idea that was uh, he wanted to, supposedly that he wanted to become frozen. He wanted to. They want. He wanted people and scientists to freeze his body. Okay, cryogenically freeze it. That that is, like Demolition Man. Uh, yeah, sort of. That was uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley, Snipes have you seen Wesley lately? He's not looked good. He he looks a, weird. He looks like he may have HIV. He I looks. Don't know. He looks
1: like he's had some really bad plastic surgery. It's too bad too, because he was a huge star in the
0: nineties. He was, and then he had a bunch of tax problems. I don't think he paid his bills. He did. I think the IRS (laughs) locked him away, and then uh, he became famished because of it. I don't know. He doesn't look good. But anyway, so when he passed away, the rumors were abound that he uh, basically froze himself uh, in a state of uh, permanent uh, uh, fixation Mm -hmm. of a state where eventually, the theory was that eventually if they could figure out a way to cure his disease Mm -hmm. and bring him back to life, they would bring him back to life. Okay. So these rumors started probably, I think, right around uh, like 1969 or so. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, the origins of this story came from supposedly some of the animators that were working for Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. And they were very disgruntled about the way he he treated them and the way he paid them. So they decided to steal his body away. (laughs) And basically turn him into his, uh, you know... what uh, wonder a, if they were a, using him as a hand puppet. A life-size, uh, a real-life cartoon character. So uh-huh. they're like, oh, we're going to freeze this man. But then there were other theories that his family did this to him. Uh-huh. Uh, and nobody really knows for sure. And it actually morphed into the point where people think that today he's still frozen. People do he, think that. My kids think that. And that he's he's beneath the Pirates of the Caribbean oh. ride. At Disneyland. you've yeah, been on that one. That's a good one. No, the Disneyland one in Anaheim, oh, California. Oh, no, oh, not not the one in Disney World. No, no, no. Oh. They think he's in some sort of cryogenic chamber beneath that ride. You know what? Makes if he no was, sense. if he was, they should put him in a ride, like so they you should, should go buy him, ride, him and see. Like weekend at Disney's. Yeah, Instead of weekend at Burning? And he like waves at you. His
1: arm is on like a is on like a, a tr- uh, uh, yeah. has like a string on it. Exactly, and like some tr- sort of pneumatic device
0: that'd be creepy as hell, wouldn't it? Do you like pneumatic devices? Sure. Anyway, I can tell you're going off the rails over there. No, I'm just asking. Do you think that Walt Disney is frozen beneath the Pirates of the Caribbean? Not right. I don't think so. What do you think happened to him? I think he's dead. He died, and then what they do? Nothing. They buried him, or they cremated him. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Who is another famous person uh, that does that, that rumor surrounds? Ted
1: Williams. That's correct. The, the famous Boston Red Sox and United States Marine veteran. That's correct. They claimed that his head was frozen. His f- head was frozen. There yes. was somebody else too, and I can't remember. There's been a few mm. that, that have supposedly been uh, cryogenically frozen. Yes. I, and I don't know why like they're... Oh, Steve Jobs. Some people said oh, Steve Jobs from yes. Apple has yes. been frozen. Yes. He had some a really aggressive form of cancer. He did. And they claim he could have been cured, and he said, nope. I don't want your poisonous medicine, and then he died.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear that part. He
1: refused uh, medical treatment. Interesting. And he died. He could have been still be living. All right. I have one more quick one. But before you do that yes. quick one, yes. I, something that's been bothering me this entire episode. Well, you bother me. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, I look over across the palatial studios, and you're wearing <sighs> socks with sandals, with mm. slides. Mm. And I want to point this out, how grotesque
0: and disturbing this scene is. Mm. What is wrong with you? Well, I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this moment. And because for our listeners that that don't know, I have a problem with feet. Doesn't like feet. I don't like feet. I don't like flip flops. I don't like exposed feet of any kind. I've always no. said if a man wears flip flops, he's got problems. He mental wears problems. Com- he wears combat boots to bed. Every he night. needs to be committed to an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not proud of myself. I've <laughs> I hit a moment of weakness today. Why are you doing this? Um, well, here's the here's the thing. Here's what happened. My my normally. Uh, you know, all-encompassing footwear that I wear. <laughs> all-encompassing? Yes, it covers my you feet entirely. Oh, okay. Needed to be cleansed. You only have one pair? I only have one working, so do I. I only have one working pair of sneakers. Yeah, me too. They needed to be cleansed. Okay. They were cleansed. However... They're still wet. I need to keep my feet sheathed. <laughs> I cannot expose them to the world, so I put socks on. So the problem is twofold. One, You must have the palest feet of all time. I cannot walk around with bare feet. You probably blind everyone. Because my foot problem extends beyond the mental problem and is a physical problem. Because if I walk around barefooted or with socks on, I start to become chafed and my feet break up into pieces. (laughs) So the only way I could function today before you came over was to sock my feet and to to, uh, put some sort of... Sliding material on them. Some sort of uh, covering. Exactly. Some sort of So a, I can armor. have a
1: rubber barrier between me <laughs> and the floor. So in turn, you look like a, a douchebag from... Uh, I look like a complete jackwag. Yeah, you do. The uh-huh. only thing that you need to, to make the outfit better would be if you had a, a, hood, a sleeveless hoodie. I don't, though. No. I don't, thank I God. think you do own
0: one of but those. I have think. foot problems. Okay. Anyway, last one. Do you know the movie MGM? The movie uh, company MGM? The movie, yes. Yes. Do you know what MGM stands for? Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Correct. Yep. Three uh, prominent Jewish men. Okay. Um, and the we've all seen the MGM lion. You know, the lion that roars before each movie. There's like a ring around his head. He's yeah. He's like, Arr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. So that, that lion. The MGM lion, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That first, lion, that first lion, actually, the very first lion that did that, was introduced in 1924. Ooh. And rumor has it. That that lion that's in that movie that roars apparently, two uh, unscrupulous gentlemen oh. snuck onto the set. They're calling them burglars. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they snuck onto the set, it spooked the lion in the midst of filming this introduction, and it attacked. It roared and then attacked these gentlemen and killed them on the set. So burglars were were burglarizing the place during filming. Exactly, that's what they say. Exactly.
1: That so when you see stupid.
0: that lion roaring, that's him roaring just prior to him eating these two people. That doesn't he, sound right. He, to he me, ripped man. them to shreds.
1: That does not sound right. And that actually happened. No, it didn't. It didn't. No. Why? Because it's not. That's not plausible. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I don't get.
0: I don't get why you would think that that would be plausible. Well. <laughs> Just <laughs> so, just every time you see that lion roar, just okay. know that it shredded two people to you
1: death. You know, uh, in the MGM casino in uh, in Las Vegas, there's mm. a giant lion, and you walk into the mouth in order to get oh. into the casino. What happens in the mouth? Oh, you don't know. What happens in the mouth? Stays in the mouth. Okay. So who knows? All right. So that's our program. Well, I don't know. What did I, you think about all that? I felt it was uh, it was it was a good show. Mm. Um, but you know what I want to ask everyone's favor uh, sure. of favor of everyone cuz I know we favorite. do get, I do we do get a lot of listens to the show. We do. We don't get a lot of feedback from people. If you like the show, rate us on whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening to whether it be Spotify or mm. or uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever. Just rate us because it does help people to find the show. Because otherwise, you know, in a sea Sea. of shows of this ilk, Ah. it's difficult to stand out unless you've heard us. Because I feel like a lot of people listen to us and then they like it. They'll listen to another one. But if you don't pass the word along, it just makes it more difficult for other people to find us. Exactly. So you can do that. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter twatow. The Eon Project.
0: E-O-N Project. What else we got coming up? We got some movies coming. Yeah,
1: we got a movie uh, shooting in about six weeks. We're that, taking a uh, trip. Jay and I are, are uh, going to be traveling to the hinterlands of America. Mm-hmm. And we uh, have a starring roles. Well, not really starring. We're in the movie. We're in the movie. <laughs> we're in the movie. Uh, it's it's uh, called mm. Uh And you and can reveal more about it in a later episode. But Jay and I have small but pivotal roles. We don't have
0: faces for movie. No, but we, uh, we're actually kind of playing ourselves in the movie. So that's not hard to do. Well, know? hopefully we can uh, we can do that. What is that? What is that phenomenon called when you are under observation and just because you know you're under observation, you're uh, I don't know. There's a word for that. Yeah, there's a there's a scientific term for no, that. I can't. I don't think. know.
1: But we're going to be traveling. I, I wonder what our accommodations are going to be like. Do we? Ha- you think we'll have trailers and uh, assistants? Um, no. And, uh, uh, girls
0: walking around uh, carrying trays of grapes for us. I, I want the uh, what do they call it? The rider. The rider. I want a uh, a bowl of green M&Ms only. I think that's for, a rider is for musical acts. Uh-oh. I don't think actors get to do Well, that. we're going to do music, too. We, we're we going to sing to each other. I don't have any musical abilities. so
1: Anyway, so we'll tell you more about the movie. But that's coming up in a few weeks. We're gonna, that's
0: going to be a, an exciting uh, adventure. Yes, and the Eon Project itself, uh, although we have not recorded a show in quite some time, we're going to try to get back on track. Yeah, we'll get some guests we, lined up. We have uh, some interesting and exciting guests lined up, yeah. which um, I've been intimately in contact with. I'm not going
1: to say anything about the actual name of the guest. Mm. I can just tell you that it's magical.
0: Very magical. All right. So that's it. What do you get to say? Anything else? That's it? That's it. Okay. So just remember the truth exists. Believe it.